0: Right? Are you ready? Are you ready?
1: Yes. Yeah, me Let's too. Do it.
0: I hope I'm ready. We'll see as we go, though. I'm like, <laughs> you are ready. <laughs> First time recording in a like remote location, so I'm really excited about that. Bridal babes, say hello to the Bass Cabin. We're at the ranch. Uh, my now sister in law, Callie, is here, and we're going to talk about all things self love, self care. Staying focused on that, also while you're engaged and planning a wedding. What's up, bridal babes? I hope you're ready to talk weddings with me on another exciting episode of your favorite wedding show, Bridal Buzz. I'm your host, Kat, and today, again, we're joined with my sister-in-law, Callie, and we're going to talk all things self-care and self-love. So let's get into it. Do you want to give them a little bit of insight into like what you do and how you relate to the self-care world? Yeah.
1: Hi, everyone. My name is Callie. I have an online Pilates studio, an app called twice studio. And so my focus with the studio is to have workouts that blend affirmations with low impact, feel good movement. The goal is to not only help women around the world feel their bad or achieve their physical results but also to help them feel their absolute best inside and out my motto is you cannot hate yourself into a body that you love so it's all about speaking truth and life over yourself and truly loving yourself throughout every single step of the journey no matter where you are yeah
0: and you were a november 2023 bride so it's like Mm. been what a month and a half since your wedding
1: Yeah, technically, (laughs) I was in April, right?
0: Technically. April and November. Yes, you did the double wedding. Yes. Yes. You listened to the previous episode with my mom. We talked a little bit about her experience being mother of the bride and mother of the groom. So we heard a little bit about Callie and John's wedding there and her experience with that. But we'll talk more about it, obviously, today since you're here. (laughs) Why don't you tell me a little bit about your experience as a bride? Like... How was that overall? Was it fun? Was it like not what you expected it to be? What were your favorite parts? What were your like hiccup parts? Tell me all.
1: Okay, I think, so I always heard that, I mean, a lot of people feel like the wedding is the most important day of their life. Growing up, it's like the Pinterest board, the wedding dress. I always watched Say the Dress growing up. So I always, I think for me, I always had this anticipation of oh my gosh what my what's my wedding dress going to yeah. be. And it's really funny cuz actually going through the motions of it, I really found myself not caring that much about the <laughs> nitty-gritty details, especially doing I mean I'm a very I would call myself a very different type of bride than most. I was very laid back, yeah. very much not. I was just so go with the flow with so much of it and I think like you said we did a, did a double wedding. I think that's partially why because in April we actually eloped. We had just a couple of family members there. It was on the beach. It was so carefree, very last minute, spur of the moment. We wanted to be with each other forever. Let's get married now. Let's just why are we waiting? All this stuff. And I think because we got married, there was less pressure on the actual big day because nothing could take away from the fact that we were already married. And I first was really hesitant to do that because I was like that doesn't make any sense the wedding is supposed to be when you get married <laughs> but honestly it was so worth it and I think as a result the entire process of my planning my wedding I mean I waited to the very last minute to do pretty much everything but it's also how I, I am in general I'm a very like I always just believe that everything's gonna work out <laughs> and and it did everything worked out it was literally perfect <laughs> and I mean I just count you know just I'm just just blessing yeah but it was definitely the final two weeks leading up to it. I was very stressed. I mean, just trying to get all the nitty gritty details, trying to make sure everyone had a good experience at the wedding. Yeah. But it, I actually had a dream where it was, I was so focused on all the details that it took away from the most important parts of the day. And that dream allowed me to realize, okay, I need to stop being so hyper-focused on Aww. the details. It was ironic because the detail that I was focusing on so much was the seating the chart sign and it didn't even get put in my wedding.
0: so Did you make one? I did, and
1: it didn't get put out. No, my parents didn't see it. It oh. was tucked. It got. Uh, I think it got somehow it fell somewhere, and they didn't see it. And oh. I, you don't understand. I had been so stressed about this stupid sign that didn't even show up.
0: God was preparing your heart. He's like, don't yes. even worry about it. Not a big deal. Exactly. That's what the dream was all about. Yeah, it was prophetic. Wow. wow. And everyone, it was fine. Finding our seats was easy, and it wasn't a big deal. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even know there wasn't a sign until after the wedding. They were like, oh, by the way, yeah. was there supposed to be a sign? Right. It's like those little things they you're like, oh, actually, wait, I didn't even think about that. But now looking back, like, oh, yeah, those flowers were missing on this, you know, chapel and that and this. But in the moment, you're just like giddy and you're, you know, you're celebrating with the person that you love and... Mm-hmm the seating chart is like the last thing that you're looking for when you walk into the reception hall but yeah. leading up you think it's going to be like the most important thing oh yeah
1: yeah i was i was planning i was design. so we had so many people i didn't realize so many people last last minute cancel weddings like the week of which i was getting so annoyed about that because i kept having to i was trying to basically make the seating chart where i knew people would get along and i was trying to put them together and then it kept getting messed up so I keep redesigning it and it was this whole thing and I was so stressed and it's just it's ironic yeah so
0: and I feel like especially take note for destination weddings that is very common because people are just Mm -hmm. like oh actually can't can't make it yeah COVID like money it's yeah it's it can be overwhelming but if you plan for that ahead of time it definitely helps with that like knowing that you you might have to make some last minute adjustments on the seating chart and just things like that. But mm-hmm. in the head count with the catering company, you know, hopefully yeah. they're yeah. cool with adjusting that. Yeah. But you never know. Um, it all worked out <laughs> exactly. Um, and so, what date are you guys going to celebrate as your anniversary? Both. Both. Love.
1: Celebrations. When we when we were dating, we would celebrate every single month anniversary. We'd always make it a day. So,
0: you know, gotta keep that going. I love that. Well, and then you get something in the spring and something in the fall. Exactly. Seasonal celebrations. Why
1: not? (laughs) We can say we are part what would it be? Part one married, part two, married for two years.
0: Yeah, there you go. Married
1: and a half. Married
0: and a half. (laughs) Married and wedded. Married and wedded. Um, what was like the most unexpected special moment on your wedding day?
1: Mm, that's a really good question. Okay, I think mm, for us, it was in the ceremony, and when we had our smaller elopement, I guess is the word ceremony, we had the same guy doing our officiating our wedding, and he had the pre-made vows. Because we didn't write our vows so we were planning on writing vows for the second wedding but you know waited <laughs> the last minute
0: me too i i didn't write my didn't, own vows we didn't don't
1: happen know. so we had the same vows again but it was re- <laughs> <laughs> but it was really beautiful and special because Obviously, we've been married for uh, about I don't know five or six months at that point. I don't really know how long that time about
0: sounds right. (laughs) We'd gone through stuff. When I picture (laughs) the calendar in the year, it looks like a half circle to me. Essentially, yeah,
1: we'd gone through stuff, and it was really beautiful because when I first said those vows in April, I mean, they obviously meant stuff to me then, but we hadn't gone through being married yet. We didn't know what it really was and what it really meant. We hadn't gone through hardships got through some but not really like hardships hadn't gone through huge wins all those things and so going through the vows again in the ceremony I lost it I was like bawling my eyes no. out I sometimes when I cry really hard I get a nosebleed and I thought I got a <laughs> nosebleed I was like touching my nose like I don't know but I didn't God. thankfully I did yeah. not get a nosebleed just a little snotty but it was all good and John was also crying too and it was just like that moment was so special to me we just both in that moment were thinking the same thing and it was just like, wow, we have really just, oh, our marriage is just so beautiful and that was really special yeah. experiencing that.
0: Aww. It's like you had like a little mini vow renewal.
1: Yes. Yeah. Our pre-written vows again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that. And like even if they're somebody else's pre-written vows, which is what we used to because I just... Got to a point where I was putting way too much pressure on myself like as a creative to like make the vows be like really poetic and it's like if that's why I want to write my own vows that's not the right intention <laughs> like so I just found some really cute vows on google shout out to google.com uh, yeah and we just made it happen but I like want to get them printed out and put hanging in our house somewhere or something now because it's like the words are just so special and to like remind ourselves of that every day mm. I think is important Um, yeah I love that that's beautiful and it's like also just goes to show like every season that you go through is special and like to celebrate and recommit to your original goals together as a couple throughout it all is important you don't have to wait for a 10-year anniversary to do Mm -hmm. something special like just saying your vows to each other like you could do that in bed, alone. Mm. No one else has to be watching for it to mean something.
1: Totally. Yeah. And I mean, that even goes to just show about weddings. There's so much – I think so many brides put pressure on themselves to have this perfect, beautiful, aesthetic wedding. Oh, yeah. But end of the day, it's really – it's not the end day of, oh, this is the most amazing day of my life. It's just the beginning of Mm. an incredible season and chapter. That's – yeah, if I could tell anyone a piece of advice. It's focus more on the relationship and less on – making people impressed yeah
0: I feel like a lot of people picture their wedding as the last page in mm. a book but like what if we changed it to being the first page the of first chapter right yeah it's like that is not the climax like we still got ways know. to go yeah you know,
1: for real yeah for real
0: like every birthday should be just as important as your wedding I don't know like I think yes finding your person and celebrating that huge but like putting the pressure to be like this is the biggest day of my life. And especially with social media. And I feel like you have a pretty good relationship with social media. How did you find that balance and like being a bride and kind of knowing how much you wanted to share, mm-hmm. like not putting that pressure on yourself to have like, you know, to be on brides.com as a featured influencer with a <laughs> wedding and like go into debt and all this stuff. Like, how did you balance that out? Was that a struggle for you, or were you just kind of like, I'm gonna do this for me?
1: Mm, I share a lot of my life online. I think I share a lot of it on my podcast, primarily. Relationship wise, though, I'd say I'm a pretty private person for the most part. So, unlike Instagram and TikTok and all of that, which is a blessing because I mean, my content isn't so much lifestyle. It kind of is lifestyle, but it's more focused around overarching wellness. Yeah. And so I think like to personal
0: sh- wellness. Right. Yeah. So, I
1: think to share my wedding, I did share. I shared photo of right before the um, rehearsal dinner and I shared I shared some clips, some moments, some highlights. But my goal was I didn't want to be on my phone for the entire wedding. I didn't. It wasn't about my followers. (laughs) It wasn't about impressing any. I mean it was about my friends and family a lot of it, but it wasn't about impressing people. And I think that was something I had to get really real with myself was like, okay, I don't have the largest budget in the world for this wedding. I mean, I could spend more money on this wedding if I wanted to, but I simply would rather put my money in other places like my new house I just bought or going on a trip or whatever the case is. So that was for me wasn't a huge priority was having this super high budget thing. Like I know some people it is, but for me it wasn't. And so I think in terms of sharing online, I just didn't want the day to feel like content day. Yeah. And I mean, when we were taking photos, it kind of did. And I was getting a little bit like, okay. And I'm someone who does that for a living. I love it. Yeah. I was like,
0: okay, let's get back to the real moment. Yeah.
1: Yes. And, but that's just how I am as a person. I just don't, I like candid moments. I don't love just taking photos and pretending everything's amazing I mean the best moments are when you're not videoing
0: something right truly yeah when people catch you just like being in the moment exactly exactly Mm -hmm.
1: yeah so I think that's kind of where I was coming from just yeah it wasn't really about making anyone impressed yeah
0: well I applaud you because it's not easy I think like and people I know for me being a wedding person online like there was a lot of oh I want to see this oh I want to see that and I'm like honestly Mm -hmm. I just there are some things like I didn't hire a content creator, even though I'm sure it would have made sense for me and my business to do that. But yeah. like, I didn't want my my wedding day to be about my business. You know, it's true. Like, it's
1: a personal day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: exactly. And I'm like, y'all will hear all about it. All the tea will be spilt on the podcast. But so I like, love podcasting
1: because <laughs> like I can tell I can share like the nitty gritty like, okay, you want the real stuff like I will tell I I will open up about anything. But it's like, okay, filming it in real time. I'm like,
0: Take us away from the moment. Exactly. Yeah. I'd rather tell you about it after it happened than yes. take myself out of the moment to like record it. Yesterday, there was something that happened and I was like, oh, this would have been such a funny TikTok. And Jackson was like, what? I'm like, oh, that's the first time I've said that. Like, I've never been like, oh man, I wish I would have, you know, recorded this whole situation and put it on TikTok. And it was like a V, uh, a Blu-ray player wouldn't play the, the DVD. And it was just like the funniest situation anyway. Um, but yeah, I think. DIFY, do it for you. If you want to have a content creator and have those memories in that kind of format, do it. I think that's, you know, that's fun. But like, remember your intention and your why behind it. Mm -hmm. And if, if it's to please other people, if it's to get other people's applause, like I highly encourage you to rethink.
1: Yeah, I was about to say that the intention setting into the day, really get real with yourself. Ask yourself, why am I wanting this? Why is this important to me? And out of a place of not judging yourself, but just being honest about it. Yeah, I would have, I truly would not have had that self awareness had I not asked myself, okay, what? Why do I really
0: want to share this online Mm -hmm. right now? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so. Enough of the wedding talk. We will still be talking about weddings, of course, but let's start focusing more on self-care, self-love. And like you mentioned earlier, your platform is a combination of like physical goals, but also like helping people feel their best overall, mentally, spiritually, physically. And I think you do such a great job of that. And like Jackson will walk in the room when I'm doing your Pilates and you'll be like, and just give yourself a big hug. And he'll be like, oh, that's so sweet. Like it's so cute. Does I'm just, he do it? No, Jackson doesn't <laughs> do Pilates with he me. He doesn't give himself a big hug. I know, right? In. I'm like, you could at least join in for the affirmations, you know? <laughs> um, but I love it. And you know, there's not a lot of fitness people out there that I've found that focus just as much on, like emotional, like hype girl vibes as Mm -hmm. you. So um, definitely check out Sweaty Studio, guys, if you're looking for that online workout and like meditation and anything else you're looking for in that kind of wellness. I got a couple of questions on Instagram. They're on my phone. I'm trying to remember what they were. I think one was like, how do you stay balanced in – wedding planning and, you know, exercising and staying healthy and like being 100% in on everything. Like, I think people kind of struggle with juggling all of the balls, especially if they're they have a full time job, mm-hmm. and maybe they have kids, like there's just a lot that goes on. And like, how do you how would you what would be your advice on staying balanced with all of those things?
1: Yeah, I'm not going to lie. When I was planning my wedding, I was thinking to myself, how do people do this with a corporate 9 to 6, 9 to 5 job? Yeah.
0: It's crazy. Right? Just the days that these vendors are like, oh, can you – can you come do your walkthrough? Or, you know, can you come do a floral thing? Can you come do a makeup trial? And it's like the middle of the day on a Wednesday. And it's like, (laughs) I only have so many days off. And I want to use them for my honeymoon, to be honest. like Yeah, because you planned
1: it when you had a full
0: time. job. Yeah. And luckily, working in the wedding industry, my boss was a lot more lenient. But Mm. I will not lie, we did have a sit down talk about him being like, you're missing work a little bit too much. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm like, well, what am I supposed to do? You know, like, the hard part is wedding vendors work on the weekends. So like you can't go yeah. and do a venue tour That's odds so are true. on a Friday or a Saturday. It just doesn't work like that. So, so true. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, balance.
1: I don't think perfect balance truly exists. It really comes down. I mean, in my own life, like if let's say one season of my life demands, let's just use wedding, wedding planning. For example, if the wedding's coming up quickly, and that is that is like i have to do it that's gonna take up a lot of my time so it's gonna make the scale lean heavier towards that and so maybe i'll have less time to go hang out with my friends Mm. or less time to do a long workout (laughs) or less time to just just do other stuff because it does take up time we only have so many hours in a day on top of that with work because you have to think about but I think a great place to start when figuring out, okay, how do I actually balance my life is to write down your non-negotiables and your negotiables. So a non-negotiable be something you have to do, or it can be something that maybe you aren't forced to do, but you know that you need to do that in order to feel like a good version of yourself. Yeah. And then look at the list of negotiables. Actually, I'll, re- I'll rewind a little bit. Make a list of your day-to-day, kind of everything that's happening in your day. Dump it down. It doesn't have to be organized. And then start to just circle your list of non-negotiables. What are the things that you can't remove? And then go back and look at what are the negotiables. So in the times when maybe you have to add something like wedding planning that is going to eat up a lot of time, the negotiables are going to hit the back burner for a little bit. Mm. Doesn't mean they they won't come back. But I think so often people get so discouraged because they're like, I feel like I just can't juggle everything all the time. I know I've experienced that a lot, especially adulting in general. It feels like there's a lot of responsibilities to do all (laughs) the time. I'm like, how do people do this? Yeah, It really does come down to having your non-negotiables and also making sure that with your health and wellness, if that is something that you know you need, making that non-negotiable, add it to your phone calendar, add a reminder, have an accountability buddy, do what you got to do to make it feel like it's a work meeting. Yeah. Something you can't skip. Yeah.
0: Like you're not giving up or just like totally turning a blind eye to those things that are really, really important to you.
1: Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna be honest. I'm a fitness instructor and the week or two leading up to my wedding, I was pushing my workouts and my own personal health to the back burner so I could have more time to plan the wedding. As a result, I felt on my honeymoon, the first few days, my cup was so empty. Mm. It was crazy. I was just laying there like, I am so tired right now. It's crazy. And I think if I had actually given myself even like a 10 minute workout or just time to just sit and journal and cook a healthy meal, I think I
0: would have felt so much better
1: after the wedding and way less burnt out. Yeah.
0: So are those like three of your non-negotiables typically? Like definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Healthy (laughs) meal journaling 10 minutes at least of working out totally yeah Mm -hmm. i think those are i mean those are three good ones and i feel like you know in the right mindset if you can make it happen you can make it happen
1: and that makes me think that the all or nothing mindset a lot of times with workouts with eating healthy with hanging out with friends with going on dates whatever you have to be perfect at every single thing all the time and a lot of times that causes people to give up really quickly Mm. and to just Call it quits on whatever that thing is. Mm. Where if instead you just take a little small baby steps, maybe you shred it back a little bit. So it's instead of a sixty minute workout at a gym, because okay, let's be real. When you go to a gym, it's not just a sixty minute workout. You have to drive there, you yeah. have to commute, then you, you gotta do your get workout. Locker, yes. yeah. You have to put yourself down, find your workout or mm-hmm. plan your workout, do the workout, and then drive home, shower make your protein shake. It turns into a two-hour experience. I love going to the gym sometimes, but I will say on my busy days, it's not realistic. So maybe finding instead during that busy season, okay, I am going to do my workouts at home. That cuts out the commute time. And maybe doing a workout that doesn't cause you to sweat a ton. (laughs) So you can skip the whole shower, reapply all my makeup, do my Mm -hmm. hair, all that stuff. Just making it work for that season of life that you're in. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that is probably the most important part is like also remembering what you said of the scales will never be perfectly balanced like perfect equilibrium i don't know where it exists in the universe it probably does somewhere but it's not going to be with anything we as humans are approaching mm-hmm. and like we don't want that because if something is perfectly balanced it's like stagnant it's stale it's like true. there's no movement you That's know so we need the ebb and the flow um so i think remembering that and giving yourself grace in the wedding planning process when you're feeling like I have to be 100% in everything. You don't, you can't, you just can't give 100% of yourself to everything that you do. You don't have eight hours in the day for 10 different things, you know, like maybe if you're in the X-Men or something (laughs) and you have some superpower to stop time, but, um, we just, we can't force physics to change just because we're in a stressful season. So,
1: That's so I so love good. that.
0: Yeah. Write down your non-negotiables and that comes to weddings too. Like if you have a tight budget, make sure you're writing down your non-negotiables early on so that you don't get distracted by all of the things you're seeing on Pinterest and Instagram and people's opinions because your friends will be sending you things you can spend money on. Your parents will be sp- sending you things you can spend money on. And it's not their fault. They're just excited like you are. There's no cap. Yeah. Truly. <laughs> no cap in the wedding planning. Um, <laughs> but you just have to remember, D-I-F-Y, do it for you and your partner. And if it's not in your non-negotiables and you're kind of getting in that tight budget room, like next. Thank mm-hmm. you. Next. So yeah, for
1: me, that was florals. Hmm. We did my wedding was pretty DIY and we ended up doing, went to Hobby Lobby and got the fake flowers for the centerpiece. Honestly loved it. I they thought it looked beautiful. Great. Yes. And it was, it was still, I'm not going to lie. still expensive. It was probably like a thousand ish dollars, but comparison to how much it would have been. It yeah. was way less. Yeah.
0: With real flowers, probably would have been like 4,000. I know. And yeah. we can resell them too. Boom. Or rent them. Start a wedding rental business. <laughs> I know. I could. Oh, that's a whole. You're like, you're like, I already have too many businesses like, under one.
1: <laughs> I thought about it. They're in my garage right now, just sitting there. Like, yeah. How do I get rid
0: of these? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like donating them to the church or something. True. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. Tax write off.
1: I wish Tax there was like some sort of, or- maybe there is some organization that maybe people who, can't afford to have a super nice wedding or just live in a lower income area Wish there was like some sort of wedding company mm. that you could donate your wedding things to and then they would give it to these these brides so they could still have a wedding yeah
0: huh i wonder if that is biz, a, biz yeah. idea <laughs> bridal babes please let me know if That'd you've heard so of something cool. like that yeah because typically it's like you have to compete for one person getting a free wedding and it's like all of the other people in this competition don't get anything so I would love to see a space where it's like, hey, if you are within a certain income bracket or, you know, whatever, you can come and do it for free or a very small fee. Um, There's a chapel outside of Austin where I think it's like a $50 venue rental, um, but you can only get it for like an hour i might be bo- totally butchering all these details but it's something like that <laughs> okay but they don't give you like the decor and your, you know all these other things to make your wedding like feel a little bit more yeah. special and like a, a, you know an event um i think yeah. it's just the chapel so yeah that would be interesting that was yeah i love that idea though that was like,
1: something that i noticed like planning the wedding i was thinking to myself well, honestly having a nice wedding is super inaccessible
0: it is like you have
1: to just have a ton of money sitting around to have it
0: tons of money or your parents
1: pay for it Mm -hmm. which not everyone has that no i was just thinking about it i was like so many girls deserve to have a wedding of their dreams and they probably can't afford it because it's just so ridiculously expensive now
0: and i just i hope we can all reshape the dream wedding because i think we've gotten it's just so toxic seeing wedding magazines instagram pinterest like the things we're seeing could be $500,000 weddings so true like the you know if you see a, an arch of pure flowers that's like a $10,000 arch crazy. like that is a honda accord used true for but like you're never getting that back you know it's it is actually insane the amount of money that is spent on weddings yeah.
1: i will i will say with my venue i really liked this it was because the actual it was outside it was so much beautiful nature. Yeah. The photos look so good They're and so, so pretty. pretty. And it's literally trees. There's not a $10,000 <laughs> arch making the photo. It's like finding a venue maybe that's beautiful and on its yes. own is another good little hack. Yes. You want to have cute photos and mm-hmm.
0: stuff. Easy like if you can have the venue that already has the backdrop, boom. Exactly. Like the wedding we went to in Monterey. Oh my well, God. The de- decorations were over the top and stunning inside, but like. <laughs> the background for the ceremony it's like you didn't need that's all you need yeah for that. yeah yeah
1: my venue i had was probably one of the more
0: affordable options in the area and it was like stunning it was so sweet. beautiful and like yeah. i wouldn't have ever been like oh that's in florida like looking mm. at it it looks like you're in colorado like surrounded by aspens or something
1: it was really cool yeah
0: it was beautiful <laughs> and I need, I need the gallery i haven't seen like all the photos yet i know i haven't gotten them yet oh okay you just have the sneak peeks. yeah she texted me they're coming soon. Oh, she was so sweet. Mm-hmm. I like think next week I get that. All the vendors that you chose, they were good people. Very good people.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was cool. They were all God-selected, truly. That's oh, a whole man. other story. It's really cool. <laughs> That's why everything worked out, truly, is because I was just listening to the Lord on who to have from the wow. vendors. Wow. Yeah. Wow.
0: And they did such a good job, and you did such a good job of just, yeah, trusting the Lord and trusting your intuition. Okay, well, let's get into a couple of Reddit stories. I'm so excited. <laughs> Okay. So the stories mm-hmm. I found uh, when I typed in self-care, a lot of them were weight and relationship with self-image. So I didn't want to choose all of the stories about that. Some of them are, but there's a couple of stories that are in different yeah. categories as well. Yeah, but... and that's a huge, a huge thing people deal yes. with. Yes. First story. Is someone else here worried you won't fit in your wedding dress? This is causing me so much anxiety. Hi everyone, how are you dealing with this? Is someone else experiencing dread and anxiety over putting on your wedding dress just days from your wedding and it won't fit? I'm seriously losing sleep about this and it's literally my nightmare. My wedding is in 10 weeks. I got my dress back in February and I actually just tried it on twice, the first time in January and then in February when I purchased it. As you can see here, I absolutely loved the dress and it's all I want. However, I bought the sample size 12 Fully conscious, it's tight on my abdomen, and I never sat while wearing it, so I don't even know if I can even sit while using it. My plan was to lose a few kilos in a healthy way with healthier diet and exercise, and while today I weigh about three kilos less than the day of the picture in January, I haven't tried on my dress again, and I'm literally losing sleep over it, fully worried I won't be able to sit and be comfortable in my dream dress. If you're in a similar position, how do you deal with it? The last thing I want is to develop an unhealthy relationship with my weight. Thanks for reading. It just it hurts my heart to hear that she's losing sleep over I know. Uh, fitting into her dress.
1: Mm, okay, I have my thoughts. Okay. I definitely experienced the same feeling um. For a little different reason though just because I was pregnant and then I got my (laughs) it was so funny because I got my dress and it was a super fitted mermaid dress Mm -hmm. and I got it before I knew I was pregnant and I then found out I was pregnant and I was like how am I going to fit in this dress? Because it was also the sample size. Mm -hmm. And I took it to my alterations person and I was telling her, I was like, I don't know. There was a little bit of room in the belly, but I was still very, very nervous about it. Long story short, ended up no longer being pregnant and it still fit me fine. But I definitely was nervous about it. And I think what I will say is that for someone who is nervous about fitting in their dress – It's not everything. Hmm. The dress is not everything. And I was really concerned about it at first to the point where I was almost being a little upset that I was pregnant. And looking back, that's honestly really sad that I I was experiencing that feeling. And I think it's because... I think it goes deeper than the wedding dress. I think it goes into body image, relationship with yourself, how you see your body. If... Let's just say school let's just go back to a school uniform we always outgrew our school uniforms as we were growing up i mean that's just what kids do. you grow and you outgrow your uniform but i i would never be upset when i outgrew my uniform mm. i think i think it's super normal to have fluctuations in your body but like if you are so scared to grow and have yeah. a fear around it it's looking at that i mean like okay like this this is a deeper thing i need to work through i need to understand why i'm Why I'm having this fear around not fitting my dress? Is it does it stem from something that I align believing about myself? Does it stem from wanting to impress a certain person? Does it stem about wanting to prove something? Is it pride-related? Truly getting honest with yourself Mm -hmm. and working through that. I think that could be the main reason for such a strong fear. It is definitely normal to, I almost use the word normal. It definitely can happen where it's like, okay, am I gonna fit in my dress? Yeah. And In my situation when I was having those bit of those fears, a solution was okay, I'll just get another dress. It's not the end of the world. Truly. It's really not. And end of the day, what happened actually with my wedding is I had the fitted mermaid dress, but then I actually was uncomfortable because I wanted a looser dress to dance in. So I just brought another dress for the reception. And I think that that's also a good solution for maybe if you do feel like the dress is a little too tight on your body, it's uncomfortable, providing that other option for yourself that's looser, more flowy. That's what I did and it was honestly amazing. But yeah, I would definitely go and really like dive into that fear because anytime there's fear, that is a signal that something's not exactly going on that's healthy inside the mind.
0: Yeah, especially if you're losing sleep and like specifically to this issue like your seating chart thing it's like okay if this is actually eating away at my subconscious I need to sit down with it and like assess is this a non-negotiable mm-hmm. is wearing this specific dress like that important to my wedding day and why yeah you know and you know I I didn't try on wedding dresses until I got to a point where I was like I don't care if I lose weight actually. Like I wanted to lose 15 pounds before I even started trying on wedding dresses because I didn't want to visualize myself in a different body shape than what I was actually going to have on my wedding day. And then I took boudoir photos for work, which is not something you have every day, but I did. (laughs) (laughs) And I saw the photos and I was like, dang, like, that's me. Like. My husband is lucky. Like (laughs) I was looking at myself in like the wrong colored glasses for so long and shout out to secrets by Miss Lisa. She helped me feel so much better about myself. And I was like, actually, okay, I need to get a wedding dress. My wedding is in six months. It's Mm -hmm. time to get a wedding dress. Like I can't wait any longer, but there was that there's, it it ate away at me for a little bit and I made it so important and Then I got to a point where I was like, actually, I don't care. And then I did actually lose 10 pounds before my wedding, thanks to helpful, sweaty studio and just being better with the food that I was eating. But it wasn't because I needed to. It was because I was like, I just, I genuinely needed to reshift my daily habits. Mm. And it wasn't because my wedding was coming up that I was doing that. It was just Mm. like, it's time, you know? When I shifted that internal perspective for myself, like it wasn't about losing weight. It was about me and just being the healthiest version of myself, period, past the wedding and beyond. And so I think for this bride, having a backup dress, if it's actually something that stresses you out that much, you can find some really beautiful wedding dresses online for a hundred dollars or less. And they're not going to be full-on ball gowns, but it's still something that you can feel beautiful and feel like a bride in. And just having that conversation with yourself of like will my day be ruined, really? Yeah. If I have to wear a different dress? Will I care about this in 5 years? That's a really good question. Yeah. Or will I care more about the negative self-talk that I was having with myself and, you know, like realizing, "Oh my gosh, like this I was so distracted trying to fit into my dress. I forgot to tell this person, thank you. Mm. I forgot to you know, sit down and journal and, you know, do things that are actually healthy for me because I was so focused on counting calories or, you know, whatever it may be that she's doing to help herself lose weight. But um, at the end of the day, I think anything you do self-care, self-love wise in your wedding planning season, it should just, it should be for you. Like, even if it's whitening your teeth, like, because at the end of the day, if you show up at the altar and your teeth are not pearly white, your, your universe is not going to shatter, you know, it's like, and if you're building all this up for that one day, like we talked about earlier, like it's going to be the, the best day, the final chapter of the book, then what comes next, you know, crash and burn. No, thank you. So.
1: So good about doing it truly for you. I mean. I was reading this book, Atomic Habits, and it talks about how it's like building sustainable habits. He specifically was talking about running, how if someone is simply running to train for a marathon, the odds of them continuing running afterwards are so much slimmer, Mm. where if they make it a lifestyle, if they make it part of their day-to-day, and because they want to be a runner, it's way more likely to become consistent and sustainable. Mm. And that's the same thing for
0: healthy habits too. That's so good. That is like literally perfect metaphor, perfect comparison. It's like, Yeah. Your your wedding is the marathon that you're training for right now, but you want to make sure that what you're doing is for the rest of your life. And it, the information and, you know, when it comes to wedding planning and knowing all these details about how many people to sit at a table of this length and whatever, that can doesn't have to be forever. But the self-care, the self-love, the daily habits, it's all about you, the family you're establishing, the person you're spending the rest of your life with and doing it for you. Mm-hmm. It's my most repeated phrase on the show and that's why i'm coming out with some merch with the dify Ooh. phrase on it so i love that yeah, it's gonna be cute it's so cute i'm really excited about that so hopefully in the next episode i'll be wearing something or holding something in my Aww. hand yeah and my wedding guide is out technically wait you made a wedding guide yeah remember i sent it to you for like the week before the wedding yes mm-hmm. yes yes that's right so i've like fine-tuned it a lot since then
1: Um, and
0: yeah, I'm really excited. Hopefully you guys have seen it, uh, shared it with bride to bees, uh, bought it, downloaded it. Um, and my free planning priorities list is also on my website. So make sure you check that out if you don't want to buy the full guide, but anyway, really exciting things happening. Okay. So I think that's, I think that's good on that story. I just, yeah, to that OP, to that, that bride to be, I just, I, I wish them, peace of mind and to remember that your day your life is not going to be ruined because of one dress and i'm sure you look beautiful and you've already lost three pounds so the odds are it's gonna fit true yeah (laughs) true (laughs) my abuela would say no te preocupes don't you worry okay it's gonna be okay okay let's see this one's a little bit more about like Balance. So title is balancing multiple life events. Any other brides that are buying a home and other big life events. First, I want to say I am grateful and lucky. So I don't want to come off as ungrateful. I just want advice on time management and stress management. I just moved into my first condo with my fiance. We went through escrow in July and just moved Saturday. The home still needs things done to it. And right now I'm living with boxes everywhere. I started a new job August 1st and my wedding is November 5th. It feels like there is still more to do for my wedding. Vendors are all booked though. And I cannot seem to find the time right now to do anything for it. Everything is revolving around this home and my new job. I'm exhausted and I feel like a bad bride for not being more on top of the planning. I barely have time for self-care, let alone getting back into planning. I just want to see if anyone has been in my shoes and how you managed it. Any pro tips? So I know this is uh so relatable. <laughs> it's almost like I could have
1: written that one.
0: <laughs> Callie, was this you? Was Like this almost me? like on the T with the timing of the wedding and everything. It's so true. <laughs> wow um,
1: um i definitely was really stressed i'm not gonna lie it was because i i was we bought our house in was that july or august our wedding was november <laughs>
0: it's literally your story but- <laughs> we were renovating
1: the house and i was also working i mean i didn't start a new job but i was working my job which yeah. is working my business which, which is
0: yeah. it's a lot yeah you run your own business yeah
1: because yeah. i was i monthly launches so i think i was doing a launch too mm-hmm. anyways I think my best advice is truly, truly trying to not do it all by yourself. I used to be the type of person that I would just want to do everything myself. Mm. I put it all on me and as a result, I just crumbled. During the home renovation process, John and I actually learned how to ask for help, which was shout out Kaki <laughs> for literally helping us redo yeah. our floors and her mom as well shout out Cynthia yeah and our other friends Sammy and Mike they <laughs> helped us so much and it would not have been possible to get done without all of our friends yeah
0: but it takes knowing how to ask and delegate for totally sure.
1: delegation that's what I was looking for it is so key and I mean I'm still working on how to delegate properly I think at the end of the day it's just being your own advocate and realizing that you don't deserve to be constantly piled and stressed. Yeah. And if you feel like you are so stressed to the point where you're just going to break in half, just reach out to someone, reach out to a friend, reach out to your significant other, reach out to your family. And be like, hey, this is happening. Is there any way you could help me with this? Yeah. Chances are, if they do care about you, which probably they do, they'll be Fingers like, crossed. yes, like, how can I help you? Yeah. And just giving them, any, any tasks, specifically wedding too. I mean, a lot of my family members wanted to help me with it. And I was so like, no, no, no. I want to do it all myself. Cause I don't want to be a bother to anyone. You're not a bother to mm-hmm. anyone. First of all, that's a lie. That's not true. That's a lie. I believed for such a long time Is I was a bother. I didn't deserve it, but you do deserve, you deserve help, you deserve someone to help release that load from your plate. Yeah. And I think it's all about truly reaching out to your community. I mean, look at how humans used to operate way back We used to be tribes. We used to live in super tight tribes where everyone helped everyone. Everyone was doing life together. I think our culture now is very much revolving around self and revolving around, okay, how can you build your career yourself? How can you do this yourself? It's less focused on, okay, how how can I do life with other people? And one of the best ways to do life with other people is to simply help and ask for help from other people, support each other. That is that is the best way to reduce that load. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I think that that helped me a ton. Also just dumping everything down on paper. That's (laughs) also really helpful. Like having everything written now. Yes. I mean, we did that when you were in Florida, we wrote down, I was super stressed with my wedding. We just wrote down everything that I need to do left. I was like, I feel like I'm missing something. I just don't know what. That was really, really helpful too.
0: I'm so glad that I was able to help not only with the floors, but yeah, just like with peace of mind around the wedding because you had it. Taken care of. And it's just it takes like okay, just fine-tuning it all out, making sure all of the gears have been oiled, you know, whatever metaphor you want to throw out there. But yeah, it just it sometimes you just have to bounce the ideas off of somebody and make sure you're on the right path. Yeah, for (laughs) sure. For sure. But I think that's a great piece of advice, is just like you have community, you have people, and especially in your wedding planning and your first home and like these milestones in your life, people are going to be more apt to jump to help because they want to be a a part of that, you know, special day, that new beginning for you. Um, so I don't want to be like, take advantage of that, but like take advantage of that, you know, um, don't, don't let that opportunity slide to the wayside because you're you don't want to be a burden on someone yeah, or not a burden. You think you're asking too much. You know that's up to them to establish their boundaries.
1: I mean, ask yourself if your friend was in the exact same place as you and asked you for help with something, would you look at them like, "Oh, you're such a burden"? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and if so, uh, evaluate that self-work time. <laughs> that's a, what do you call it? A healing up. <laughs> yeah. Healing up. Healing up. <laughs> But for real, like people want to help. At the end of the day, people want to help. People want to express love. And if that looks like acts of service and that's what you need in that moment, or maybe it's financial uh, donation, (laughs) like however they can be there for you and help make that moment easier. Um, I hope you have the community around you that will help make that happen. But it's definitely hard uh, to be surrounded by. I know the fridge is making a weird noise oh yeah i want to make sure it wasn't something in the mic in the mic yeah okay. i i'm hoping that my noise uh reducer will it's not that bad yeah it's okay bridal babes we are in a cabin with a mini fridge making crazy so it's not the worst thing that's happened on the show <laughs> 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 oh, there was a dog once and um she like kicked a doorstop, and it literally sounded like a wet toot it was like <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like straight in the earbuds, like oh, oh my, my gosh! gosh. I um, used to have
1: crazy things happen. I do. I'd film workouts in my apartment in Miami, like on the balcony, and we were right above the pool level, so there was always construction happening. And it was like I had beef with the construction uh, workers. I would they'd be eating their breakfast tacos, and I'd be doing my workouts like early in the morning to avoid them, and they'd start before before the time that you just started and I would be like staring them down like doing my donkey kick
0: I'm like no <laughs> like do not see I'm trying to work here do not be, uh. like staring at me, like stop it uh. <laughs> so the top comment on this post says take a solid weekend off from all of it then dive back in you have the rest of your life for the house stuff true prioritize and make a list of stuff to do in the new year I love that it's like yes you just got the house and it seems like Everything needs to be done now and it's easier to do sooner rather than later. But if the wedding is coming, uh, you got a wedding to plan for and you definitely need to like decide, do I need to put all of my eggs in my house basket right now or can that basket wait yeah. a month you know yeah and for you guys it was like we have to put in new floors like we can't not put in new floors it actually needs to happen because you had the welcome party at your house and our
1: lease was ending too yes yeah yeah like a lot the week after stuff. your wedding you had your old so lease ending and you're gonna be on that. your
0: honeymoon and like all these things so it was like we actually you had to do that before yeah
1: but i think there is a pressure to just get everything done right away that's a, a low-key perfectionist pressure mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there doesn't have to be that it doesn't I mean, house stuff, like you're saying, it doesn't happen overnight usually. It takes time. We're not fully done with our house yet. Mm -hmm. It's been months now.
0: No, the minute I moved into my house, I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And I haven't done any of it because money and time. True. And I'm like, I can live with the shower for the time being. Yeah, for real. (laughs) It's fine. I can live with tape on my floor. It's
1: fine. We still have (laughs) tape on our floor. No. Take it off. No, we have to install like the door things. Oh,
0: Okay. Yeah,
1: yep. we've. Just, I mean, it's life. We've been out of town, yep. going, 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 yep. and it's one of the things where you have to give yourself grace. Yeah, it's
0: okay to have tape on the floor. Yeah,
1: your social media, I think, does a great job of making us feel like everything has to be perfect all the time. Yes,
0: put together all the time. The reality of it, no one's perfect, Mm-mm. and that goes back to weddings. It's yes. like it's social. What you see on social media is a photoshopped, expensive version of what you're going to be able to get in real life unless you know you're a millionaire and you're going to be able to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on your wedding go for it if that's what you want to do and you'll have that you know j-lo wedding that gwen stefani wedding that you're looking for but for most of us it is going to be um a shock when you realize like what you can actually the the bang you can get for your buck i was Um, shocked yeah Yeah, sticker shock (laughs) goes both ways. It's like, oh my gosh, wait, I can only afford this, or that's gonna be that expensive. Like, okay, time to reevaluate. Mm -hmm. But part of what I want to do with this show is reminding people like you can make magic happen with just you and your partner and an officiant on the beach. Like, that is a beautiful wedding. And if you get more than that, great. But like, you don't have to. And I think the pressure that we put on ourselves to have some sort of sort of Barbie land Cinderella wedding. Um, I just hope we get over that. I hope we let go of that. And I hope Gen Z is part of that. And I think they will be, I think Gen Z cares a lot more about, um, the moment than they do like the photos of the moment, which sounds weird because they take photos of all the moments, but I really do think that that generation cares more about like the connection, the real people connection versus like. Trying to come off as some sort of way on social media. That's about the production. So, fingers crossed, we're heading in that direction. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean the wedding industry. I don't know how expensive it'll be in several years from now. I know
0: with inflation only and... going
1: up. My venue like went up several thousand dollars. Really, from the yeah. time you booked it.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just like that it's crazy it yeah i
1: don't it's it's becoming like low-key this exclusive thing i mean this is a whole other topic
0: i know and like you're saying it's like very unattainable like having a a luxury wedding is so unattainable
1: and even having just a normal wedding a normal wedding (laughs) mine was like i'll just say the number out loud it was twenty thousand dollars which i mean when i first heard that number i was like oh my gosh that's so much money like i can do so much with this no it's a budget wedding with What there is out there, yeah, crazy
0: and twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, is budget. (laughs) I think average is anywhere from like twenty seven to forty three, depending on the state that you're in. So, yeah, yeah. But you made it happen, and it was magical, and it was beautiful. And did you need to be spending fifty thousand dollars?
1: No, I was actually thinking about that. I was like, what if I had, let's say, hundred, two hundred thousand dollars spend the wedding what would have I done differently? Yeah. Really not that much. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, I loved it. And the only thing that I would have done differently is had music in dinner. But honestly, it wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah. Like.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was like, in the moment, it's like, we can't put it on. We don't have to. And yeah, like people were chatting. Nobody noticed. Nobody was like, where's the music? You know? right? If there had been
1: music, it would have been nice, but it wasn't a make or break it yeah. thing.
0: Yeah. I'm glad that's the one thing that you're like, Oh, that was what I would have done differently. That's, that's good. I love sleeping with like no regrets. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. happy about it. Good, good. Everything went so smoothly. No, it was a perfect day. I feel like I put like having a little bit of a bigger budget from what my parents saved me and like putting all the pressure being in the wedding industry. I, I gave myself more regrets after my wedding mm. because I just, I had so many expectations of the people I was working with what things were supposed to look like, uh, you know, all of these different things. And so I ended up leaving with like a couple of sore spots. And mm. I just hope I really, I want to help anyone avoid that. Yeah. And have realistic expectations and go in and have a ba- day that was even better than they could have ever imagined. It makes me happy to know that you. <laughs> there's just that one moment. That's good. Yeah. It was honestly turned out great. It was. It was such a good day. And the rehearsal and the wedding, the welcome party, like, it was all so fun. I
1: loved the welcome party. I think I liked the welcome party pretty comparable to the wedding. It was so fun. Yeah. That was something I, I didn't expect to do, which I would definitely recommend to anyone because I think a wedding, especially a destination wedding, I mean, ours was in our hometown, but it was destination for most of our family and friends because yeah. everyone lives in Texas and not in Florida. It was really cool because instead of having the wedding be the one event you see everyone who's come into town we had these different moments to hang out with our friends and family more than just the wedding and yeah. I think that was so beautiful because at the end of the day it was about we'd already gotten married the wedding celebration was about literally celebrating so to yeah. be able to just like have a full weekend with everyone that was beautiful and then we had a little family brunch on Sunday yeah. for everyone left that was really fun too you, you did the same thing we had like a bigger brunch yeah I loved I
0: loved that I was it's it was – that was a non-negotiable for us was having the weekend events because it's like the wedding day goes by so fast. Yeah, it, for real. You're – everyone's at the venue for like six to eight hours and like the the time that you actually get to spend with each of your guests is maybe five minutes each if you're lucky, you know? Like – I Yeah. Yeah. So, wedding, so having we'll the welcome to. party, having the brunch just gives you that extra time to like soak up True. the experiences. And I think that's the most important part Yeah, making those memories – showering everyone who loves you enough to come to your wedding with so much love because it's not easy to be a wedding guest it's expensive it's time consuming and so somebody commits to being at your wedding it's like dang you're you're a real one like for real love you for real yes (laughs) so shout out to the real ones (laughs) okay i think this will be our last story oh actually no we'll do two more stories this one's really short wedding is six months away What tips do you have for whitening teeth, glowing skin, any self-care that will make me feel my best on the big day? I'm working out four days a week, eating right and hydrating, but I want to do more. So I wanted to bring this up just in case you had like any daily habits or little pieces of advice for people who are just in general, like, yeah, she says she's prepping for the wedding, but just like wanting to give themselves more, be healthier, have better skin, better gut health, all of those things yeah so this is actually something i did a couple of days ago that i recommend for everyone
1: i went to a naturopathic doctor you did you did your blood yes. screens oh she did a muscle test Whoa.
0: it was really cool
1: have you ever heard of that
0: i don't know
1: it was super weird i i don't really know how to explain it <laughs> i was i was like saying that, i'm like what is this i was like is this this is do anything but it was really cool and my friend recommended her to me basically found out I have I think seven to nine percent good bacteria in my stomach uh Whoa. and you're supposed to have 75 percent good bacteria <gasps> yeah there, I found out a lot of things that I didn't I was so I've struggled with acne on my skin for years now I thought it was it could be related to gain off of birth control that's when it started the hormone imbalances and I've been trying everything under the sun but for some reason I was so resistant to going to a dermatologist because I just thought to myself I feel like you know I just deep down I'm I love like holistic wellness and you don't want to just
0: like get medicine yeah and, I'm like there yeah. is a
1: reason behind this I just know it I know it's not just slap on some medicine it'll go away yeah it is something causing it anyways went to a naturopathic doctor she told me okay you need to you need to work on the good bacteria okay there's a parasite in your stomach too we need to get that going whoa and i also learned a lot of people have parasites and don't realize yeah. that they're very common yeah um
0: well our cousin's girlfriend maria she's on a cleanse mm, same thing yeah mm-hmm. i'm about to be on a, a parasitic cleanse. cleanse yeah yeah a little cleanse
1: and i learned um i learned more about my health but anyways that was something that like it just finding out these things kick-started me back into my wellness wellness girly era i want to eat so healthy i haven't had this desire to just eat nourishing foods in so long Mm. i love to eat healthy like don't get me wrong but i feel like my body just was trained to crave sugar all the time crave bread all the time Mm. and as a result i was really abusing not eating enough vegetables every day
0: just filling yourself up with the wrong things
1: yeah and like i'm a firm believer in all this all this stuff balance but I realized like, okay, the balance, balance was going on the way wrong end of the spectrum. And so anyways, that being said, if you want to give yourself a really good self-care thing, go to a naturopathic mm. doctor for real. Learn what's actually going on in your body because you can do all these different wellness things take all different supplements yeah I learned what supplements work for me what don't I all my most of my supplements don't do that much for my body because everyone's body is very different yeah so some supplements work for someone others don't work for other people anyway she tested all of them and if I had known this like years ago it would have just changed the game for me
0: yeah because you're like taking all these pills and it's like actually your body doesn't maybe need that like somebody else's body does
1: it's giving you like a bio individual plan Mm. for how to actually take care of yourself yeah it's the most empowering thing i've done in a really long time and i'm just so truly excited to be on this journey again. I was drinking my chlorophyll water earlier. I was like, I miss (laughs) this. I miss this. So yeah, that's my tip, honestly. Instead of just adding all these like random habits, figure out what you actually need.
0: Because the internet can tell you so many things. And while it might be helpful, there could be something more helpful for you specifically.
1: Totally. I think another habit that, I mean, everyone can do is... I love just carving out time to journal and spend time with the Lord. If you're a believer, that has been something that, I mean, truly totally changed my life yeah. this year. It's yeah. that aspect. Just anytime I feel weird or off and I'm like, oh, I haven't spent time with God in several days. That's probably why. And then I'll go and just sit in prayer, read the Bible, all the things. And it's like that in itself is its own cleanse.
0: Yeah. Like a spiritual mental cleanse is yeah. always helpful for the physical. Totally. Yeah. Yeah agreed okay I love that I'm so glad you went because we were talking about that last time I saw you and you're like I want to go get this these things tested yes yes that's awesome I'm so excited yeah
1: I'm trying to get John
0: to go now I think hey. he I
1: think he wants to go I was like I called him on the phone on the way back and I was like giddy <laughs> I was like oh my gosh and like this and this and this and this are wrong and like this and this will fix it blah, 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 blah. <laughs>
0: you're like I'm gonna get healthy it's like chlorophyll and I love that for you because you're already a healthy person. And so mm. like to even to recognize and be like, I can take a step further. Like, yeah, I'm is, excited. Yeah. I'm a yeah. little nerd it comes to wellness stuff. <laughs> um. Okay. So my internet's down. So I guess that was going to be our last story for the day. Oh, wait, here we go. She's back. <laughs> She's back. Okay. This one is kind of similar to the first story that we read. And okay. it's about body image again. Okay, so last story of the day bridal babes and the title is <laughs> they're so sensitive um, Title is I just said yes to the dress and am confused about continuing my strength training I chose a form-fitting dress and my stylist warned me of weight training as it could change the shape of my hips waist and butt The dress I tried on fit perfectly besides some tightness around my waist. So we ordered the next size up I go to Orange Theory regularly, and and I'm not sure if I should cancel and focus on yoga or continue what I'm doing. Did anyone else have this issue with a form-fitting dress? What did you do?
1: Okay, I think my answer to that question is to honestly just keep doing what you've been doing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think if she were to make a drastic change of just completely switching her exercise program her body might have a drastic change. Yeah. Especially especially if she's been going to Orange Theory for a long time. Yeah. Let's say six months plus, her body could already be kind of plateaued from Orange Theory where it's not going to have the drastic shift. There's a thing when people first start getting into weight training – sometimes the beginner results will happen really quickly and they'll find it kind of evens itself out. Right. So I would say just stick with what you've been doing. Yeah. If you change it drastically, you might change your entire body where it doesn't fit in your into your dress anymore. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Switching yeah. from orange theory to yoga could be like, ch- could change the shape of your body. Like you said, more yeah. than continuing doing y- orange theory, because if you are a regular at orange theory, it's like, keep doing it. Also like, I feel like is Orange Theory strength training like it's- there's um, the way it, it's a it's kind of I would describe it as hit yeah you have
1: cardio is a huge factor in it and then you have weights but it's more of circuit training with weights so it's more hit style
0: but it's like it's not to get bulky it's not bulky yeah. you're
1: not gonna you're not lifting like super heavy no. heavy no. I mean that's the thing too I think there's a there's a huge misconception myth, yeah that yeah, weight training is you don't necessarily get bulky from doing let's say 10 15 pounds mm-hmm. if you were to be a power lifter yeah and start that and like eating a ton of yeah. protein every day Like training
0: for a competition or something <laughs> yes. bulking yeah. like trying to
1: bulk yes, yeah. your body's gonna probably
0: change yeah but if you're just doing the same thing it's hit in general hits not gonna bulk you yeah and i think this is like one of those reminders of if people are going to throw out their opinions every left, right direction during your wedding planning. If you know better, trust yourself. Totally. Like, I think this um, seamstress is assuming that strength training is heavy weight lifting, you know, and weight training in that regard. And she's picturing her turning into, like, a She-Hulk or something. <laughs> and it's like, also, that's not going to – I don't think that can happen in four months. Like, you know, it, in the span of so. – Yeah. I mean, maybe for someone, but – Orange Theory I is more for like up like maintaining the the body that you want like I think they push a lot of weight loss at Orange
1: Theory I haven't mm-hmm. done it in, I've I used to do it in middle school or high school and I think it was more weight loss focused there
0: okay. yeah it's not like. Let's get strong. Right. Let's build up those. Not like you know. CrossFit.
1: I think CrossFit's more that. Yes. Like, let's okay, let's get really
0: strong yeah. muscles. Yeah. You're going to be like. Not necessarily bulking, but it's but, Yeah, but you, I picture the bodies of people who do CrossFit versus Orange Theory. And like, Orange Theory, like, I see trim, I see fit, I see strong, but it's not like Goom, goom, goom. what's up let me crush this water bottle you know <laughs> Not like i'll <laughs> add 10 inches to your head yeah in muscle yeah so i think remember <laughs> that to, like to trust yourself when people are throwing out opinions about things like this left and right that maybe they don't know exactly what they're referring to yeah um and also like if you want a form-fitting dress and you're a muscular person wear a form-fitting dress as a muscular person. Yeah. You know, it. you don't have to be slim, curvy Kim Kardashian to pull off uh, form-fitted, you know, like... Totally. Rock what you got. Amen. So I think that's the big takeaway for me on this one is just like, you, you do you, boo. Do it for you, D-I-F-Y. Keep on working out. Keep on, you know, living your best life, uh, doing the things that are good for you. And the way the dress will... F- we'll fit you, we'll fit you, you know? And as long as you're not changing anything too drastically between alterations and your wedding day, that's the most important part. Like you don't want to go from two orange theories a week to five orange theories a week after you've already done your final alterations, because there that's just the risk of like your, your dress, not fitting you the way that you want it to. Mm-hmm. But again, at the end of the day, not the end of the world either way if you want to do that do it yeah exactly but like <laughs> just get a pen but you know just keep it consistent keep doing what you've been doing um and the last minute alterations also exist it's gonna be okay um you can always do a hand stitch you can always <laughs> yeah. get your sewing needle on pull it on the inside and sew it in (laughs) have a little mother of the bride moment Yeah, yeah or get a safety pin (laughs) yeah it will work um and like if you want to make your waist look a little bit more snatched or whatever there's accessories there's ways to do that stylistically but you don't need to stop what you're doing change your workout plan completely after you've already bought your dress um i would totally recommend just keep doing what you're doing stay stay on track and um yeah don't don't let those opinions of people who are like it's not as aware as they might think they are get in yeah. the way of what you're doing, so
1: totally people like to project and people like to have a voice, yes, and be an expert even if they're not actually mm-hmm. people love to be an expert, yes,
0: and I'm sure that seamstress comments on a lot of things when it comes to how she wants the brides wearing her dresses to look and that's on her and that's a healing up for her healing up <laughs> healing up. Um. Um, but okay, well that was it for today. Is there any last thoughts or words or stories that you want to share when it comes to self-care and tips for the bridal babes? I think end of the day, it is treating yourself
1: like a bestie truly how would you encourage your best friend to prep for her wedding day? And giving yourself, taking your own advice. That is something that I have for even just life in general. People love to project and tell you what is the quote-unquote perfect thing to do for everything. Mm-hmm. End of the day, like, I went to a naturopathic doctor and found out that what I was doing that had been quote-unquote the, the perfect, perfect thing was not perfect for me. Right. And everyone's different. Yeah. And you need you know your body the best you know if your body needs something that it's not getting, you know if you need to take a break, you know if you're carrying too much stress and you deserve to be your own advocate. You deserve to rest, you deserve to have a relaxed, amazing wedding day that mm-hmm. isn't full of constant stress
0: mm-hmm. and you
1: also don't have to follow a crazy wedding plan, diet plan, workout plan to still be beautiful on your big day. Yeah. Your significant other is loves you so deeply no matter how you look if if they don't and that is on them and that <laughs> yeah. is a whole other discussion yeah. to have in the day though it's like I think there's so much pressure to lose weight on your wedding to look perfect for your wedding but it is just a day it is a six to eight hour event and you don't have to torture yourself to look any certain way because you're beautiful exactly how you are love it Oh, well
0: thanks Callie. Um yeah, I can't even believe I didn't mention the sh- shredding for the wedding at all this whole episode <laughs> and because it it's irrelevant now. We don't talk about it anymore. Shredding for the wedding is dead. Yeah, we're over it. No longer a concept. It's died. Never met her. Never n- never knew her. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Outdated. It's, <laughs> outdated vintage, not the vintage we want to buy again though. <laughs> for real okay and um bridal babes don't forget the buzz does not stop here we are everywhere online tiktok instagram you name it you can find us and don't forget to head to bridalbuzz.com and find the new merch and the wedding guide if you haven't yet and find callie um at her podcast healthy but human and also her workout app sweaty studio and her personal page. There's so many different pages. I'm sweaty and I know it. So (laughs) those will all be in the description and make sure you head to her pages, head to her podcast to hear all of the best tips on working out, living your best life, staying beautiful. And if you want to be called a queen every day, Callie's your girl. So, (laughs) all right. Um, thanks again and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.